Last week, we talked with two nonprofit leaders about how to successfully pivot. Today, we ask a sales trainer how she came back after losing it all in the last crash. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple pivots in the for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. All right, today I'm super excited. We have Lois Kofi back with us. Um, Lois is phenomenal. She has coached thousands of people. She's a 12-week year certified trainer. She's a two-time published author, has a two-time Ironman triathlete. You guys, that is phenomenal. Um, She also has the podcast Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, which ranked in the top 20 for entrepreneurship. She is one of our mentors, and I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today, and welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. So fun to be here with you guys today. I loved having you on my podcast for sure. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And like, uh, it's it's so cool because we talk about this massive rap sheet that you've got. And we were just before we got started, you were saying it's like, that's kind of what life is. It's it's a journey and you kind of try to figure it all out. And you were saying that uh, there's this quote that Zig Ziglar said. uh, Why why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And then I have a funny joke. Ah, cool. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, Zig, Zig is one of my mentors, you know, my first, like when I, when I was in my twenties in real estate, I said, oh my gosh, I want to be like Zig when I grow up. And then he was joking about how a lot of us as entrepreneurs, you might call us serial entrepreneurs. We seem like a wandering generality because I sold, you know, real estate, network marketing products, fitness, health and nutrition, BNI, you know, how you and I, that's how we met. And so it seems like I, I could sell ice to Eskimos and in some ways it made me feel like a wandering generality, but it actually made me very clear on my purpose. But when Zig said that, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. So we could call you Zig Zagler, maybe? Oh! Oh, that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you saved that for the beginning of the recording too. Like- oh, I did. I, I, I thought about it, you know, because we talked to Lois a couple weeks back and we just did a quick little conversation but obviously that was not enough we need to really go a little bit deeper today and and just have a couple conversations but uh, like i think i think the interesting thing that i want to know about you lois is how how do you look at you know a situation like a challenge in the economy or a challenge in business or a challenge in your family like how do you approach that because i think the approach to challenges and 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 right now obviously 2020 has been a challenge for so many people um, how do you look at challenges and how do you kind of get through those? Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, really, I look at them very differently now than I did 20 years ago. I kind of look at it as like as a private detective. Hmm. I look at it, you know, as objectively as I can and go, huh, I wonder how this, you know, like a murder mystery, how did this happen? You know, and how can I solve it? And what can I do taking and take it forward and hopefully help other people learn from this experience kind of a thing. So hmm. it all really, that, that I'll, I'll call it wisdom if I can call it that, um, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that wisdom or knowledge came from when I 
was making multiple six figures back in 2006 and I had just opened a mortgage company and I had uh, a couple business partners, full-time assistants, full-time staff actually with our mortgage company. We had real estate investments to the tune of, you know, multiple millions. I was building my dream home, million dollar condo on the, the, the shores of Tempe Town Lake, right across from Arizona State University. And I was an Ironman triathlete, right? So I was living large and uh, something happened that I didn't expect to happen, right? The recession came and I, I definitely mm-hmm. was all in on real estate. You know, we talked about multiple streams of income when you visited my podcast and I, I, I had multiple streams, but they were all in one basket economy, <laughs> one focus, one niche. And so mm. when I lost everything and literally uh, sold everything I could, got rid of everything and still had my car repossessed and still had multiple six figures in debt, wow. I realized that only was that a big kick in the ass. It was, it was a good wake up call mm. for where I am today. It actually prepared me for this moment here and now. Back then, I had a very emotional response, was very traumatic and, you know, different things were going through. I had major health challenges, not surprisingly, right after that, because I was just so stressed, right? And Mm -hmm. it helped me wake up to the fact that, you know, I don't want to do that again. And (laughs) fast forward to today, you know, when I saw the pandemic, Thankfully, because I had been through that experience, right, and I had worked with coaches and mentors and healers and many, many different teachers since then, it was like going back to Zig. He said, you know, failure is is an event, not a person. Yesterday ended Mm. last night. Today is a clean slate. Let's let's start over. So like a private detective, I kind of like unraveled the, the mystery of, oh, okay, so... What what does this mean for me and my family? What can we do next? And thankfully, because we had that more logical detective hat on instead of the freak out, oh my gosh, you know, hat on, we've been able to pivot very very well, and I've actually been able to help my clients pivot very very well. And it was it experience was the best teacher in that respect. And so it was like, um, you know, looking at Columbo. Did you guys ever watch that show? It might uh, be before your time. I watched, your dad watched it a ton. Yeah, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> he was a detective. I remember that. Well, when he, when he started out, nobody knew him. He had no clue how to solve a mystery. But by the time he was seasoned, he was the man that people called. So I, I kind of That's cool. really am grateful that I feel like I'm on that, that top end of the journey. And now I just want to help pour into people learn from my past mistakes and say hey everything's gonna be okay i think that's such a cool way to look at it too like you're a private detective because it takes it takes the pressure off in a lot of ways it's like you don't have to succeed to learn something so it's important it's more important that you're learning something so that you can amass this huge amount of data and then take that forward not only for yourself to be able to use but then to be able to pass that on to help somebody else that is so cool. Absolutely. Cause Absolutely. I, yeah, because if you if you're if you're carrying that like this has to work philosophy, <laughs> then when you know nine out of ten things inevitably don't work, now you're just creating a negative feedback loop of like loop of like, oh, I can never get things to work. Mm-hmm. But just studying, like being a studier and being a detective of those situations, of those challenges, that's that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Looking back, so you went through all of it like everything kind of bottomed out you lost it all i know it was right before your 30th birthday your car was repossessed 
What was the process like to get from that place to where you are now? Like, what was the first beginning steps? Because I know some people right now that we talk to are very much kind of in that spot. And they're trying to figure out how do I even start taking steps forward? Like, it'd be nice to know how to pivot now. But I feel like it's already so far gone or too much change or whatever it might be. Oh my gosh, it's never too late and you're never too old, right? I mm. I was looking at stories like Henry Ford, he was broke until he was like 45, right? And then I looked at Morgan Freeman Whoa. who he didn't have any any success as an actor until his mid 50s or late 50s, right? So wow. fortunately, some of my favorite stories were like still in my consciousness and I realized, okay, so I I uh, just got like Dory, right? Just keep swimming, just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. <laughs> and so I was really open to that, that point. I knew I needed help, you know, and mm, I, I knew that I could not, I could not succeed, but I also was like, I got no money to hire a coach. And so thankfully I humbled myself and I asked for help. And I, I went after a couple of people. One was a spiritual healer coach who was helping me get through the trauma and recover, you know, pick up the pieces of my being because I was I was really shattered by, sure. you know, my hopes mm -hmm. and dreams were gone. And then I found a life coach who was actually a friend and I just kept calling him. I kept reaching out and I said, I feel like there's something we're supposed to do together. And I'd, I'd love to be able to maybe create some some coaching programs because I knew I wanted to get into coaching at that time. Hmm. And so we created a program that I still to this day monetize. And in kind, working together, he was coaching me, helping me pick up the pieces of my life and help me move forward and i just soaked up as much personal development as i could along with their kindness i bartered for some some services um to take care of myself and to get well and to move forward that was number one i mean i don't tell this story to too many people but i was so broke and at the time me and my husband we didn't even have insurance so i was like gonna barter my firstborn child i was like dude <laughs> I, I need to find a way to do this so i'm like i, I could tell you so many stories and it was all legal all legal um well that's of, good that's of, good of, that's of, good of, of ways to beg barter and steal right to to pursue mm -hmm. my dream and to find what it was and it was just like the universe just because i was so clear that i wasn't a failure even though it was still very painful and I kept moving forward, the doors just open and I found some of the best teachers. One of them, his name is Eric Lawholm, is still my mentor to this day. I went to one of his workshops and he was actually the one who inspired Lois Kofi Enterprises. This was back in 2007. Lois Kofi Enterprises wasn't born until 2011, but he said, hmm. you got something, you have a gift and you got to keep going with that. So plugging into mentors. And then when I could, you know, afford hiring coaches again, which actually took years for me, I never gave up on my dream. And so people look at me, they're like, Lois, you've done so much. You're like, you know, an overnight success. And I'm like, no, I've been working <laughs> on this for 20 years. It was just that stick to itiveness and that, never giving up and and i had I, I wrote a book at the time called no one succeeds alone 
and I knew that I always needed coaches and mentors and I was going to sure as hell find every way possible to have them in my life. And you'd be surprised. Um, my Eric, who's still a coach, he, he actually, when the, the pandemic hit, he slashed his prices in 50% because he knew people were going to be hurting because mm-hmm. he had been through other recessions. So it was because of him being able to slash his prices back then that I'm able to be where I am today. And now I'm one of his biggest advocates and biggest referrals partners, and he's made lots of money from my referrals. So it's that, it's that giver's gain, you know, cycle mm-hmm. that we, we met and talk about that through BNI. It's just giving is living and you never know when you can help someone. And just being open to that is one more bit of advice I'd, I'd throw out there to people who are in business for themselves. Right now, we need to cast a bigger net and if it wouldn't have been for that back in the day, I don't know where I'd be today. Hmm. Um, I love that you gave so many examples of how to start finding mentors and coaches when you just don't have anything. I think people think, once I get a certain amount of money, then I can afford to hire someone. But you found a way to offer, like, what if we worked on a project together? What if I bartered with you? I volunteered for people who wa- who I wanted to coach me because I couldn't offer anything else. I'm like, I will do <laughs> random work and help volunteer in an event just to be within your vicinity. So yeah, when you 100%. don't have it and you understand the value of it, you will do what needs to be done in order to make it happen because you recognize that in the short term, it does take some humility to say, I can't afford this. Totally. Yeah, I was going to say the humility piece is a big part of it. And and like, it's it's weird, but you had the the benefit of of culture coming and humbling you you know like it's kind of weird to say that but i think you'd probably agree like if you could just have gone on making your own path and figuring it all out on your own you probably would have and it might have caused even bigger problems down the road oh 100 percent. and and not to not to down um the real estate industry but i really wasn't just meant for that i was meant for different things and it was because I lost everything I ended up meeting my husband ended up creating a beautiful family ended up meeting Eric Lawholm ended up meeting that other life coach and you know all these people it was just one big big door closing and another door opening so that's why I get kind of excited I know it's been a painful year for so many people totally however it's just mm-hmm. kind of like you know, life happens and there's a recession almost every eight years anyway. So how can you just be smarter and more prepared for the next recession? And of course, improve your health, um, be prepared for all of those things. Cause so many of us, and this is my thing with my clients is, are you on the hamster wheel of life? Are you on autopilot? Cause guess what? Good news. Ha If you are, guess what? The universe is going to send you a, some kind of a message and you are not going to like that message. <laughs> and it's just going to wake you up. So mm-hmm. it's all about raising that consciousness and helping people be, don't, don't stay comfortable. Don't, don't just go through the motions. Cause guess what? Something's going to happen and something's going to change. Yeah. And when that something happens, what would you say are like the top three things you need to have in place? Oh my gosh, your support system, mm-hmm. number one. And I, I could include in that a mentor or a coach or both. Some of us like me, mm-hmm. because I am such a type A personality and can suffer from shiny object syndrome. I actually have multiple coaches <laughs> because <laughs> I just know left to my own devices that I will probably just, just you know, get sloppy. 
again. Sure. So to me, it's that, that support system that keeps me accountable. Um, writing out your vision every day, every day. And I even record it on my phone. And on the days I'm just like, dude, I don't have, I don't want to write it out today. Maybe you wake up on the wrong side of bed. (laughs) I still force myself to listen to my vision, look at my vision board and reconnect with my purpose. And then, you know, my passion. And then the third one, you know, just coming off the cuff here would be, who can I serve today? Who can I help? Hmm. Who can I, who can I give to like, uh, you know, in September, my, my theme for my podcast was suicide awareness month, Hmm. you know, and there's, there's been so many people that I've lost to suicide or mental health challenges. And, and that was me during the recession. I thought about life sucks and it, maybe I'm not supposed to be here anymore. Hmm. And you never know right now, especially guys, who can you reach out to? Who can you serve? Cause there's always someone with a bigger problem. You know, if you wake up and you're just like, oh, man, there's always someone out there that is just waiting for you to call and check in on them. And then you never know. You could save a life. That's true. Mm -hmm. I I love that you said that, too, because it's something that we've learned over the years from like doing serving and stuff is that when you're feeling the crappiest and like depressed, helping somebody else is one of the quickest ways to snap yourself out of it. And um, just having a, a a setup where you have people to be able to help is a big deal. <laughs> Cause like you say, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You just don't even want to get out of bed mm-hmm. knowing that someone else is leaning on you. You know, even if it's your own kids or whatever, just knowing that someone else needs you forces you to get out of your own head and to give somebody else some benefit. And that's starts a, a positive feedback loop of like, I'm valuable somebody, you know, I'm helping, I'm helping somebody else's life. And that can kind of just get the wheel spinning. Not the hamster wheel. We don't want to be on that, but the other wheels. <laughs> this is a legacy builders movement, not legacy builders stay in one place and spin a wheel. Right. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. You. That is so awesome. And and, I, and you notice that, guys, I could have said things like, oh, you should have your landing pages in place and your, you know, your email campaigns and mm. your Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's all that's all secondary to the other stuff. Right. And we, we talk about that a lot when, with legacy builders conversations, because those are like tools and they're very important and you need to have tools in place, but without a foundation, you're just going to build a structure that can get blown over. It's like the three little pigs, you know, you want to build a house out of bricks. So when the big bad wolf comes, it doesn't blow it over. Right. And so, and our legacies have to last even after we're dead. <laughs> so like, it's gotta be, Strong. There's got to be some good systems in place, things that actually keep it uh, strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. So you made it through that recession. You're seeing what's going on in the pandemic. But we know that the ups and downs of life aren't always this big. <laughs> you know, there are always little conflicts along the way, little um, other things that you're having to learn. What has been something for you that you look back and you're like, I learned that then and it's come into place so many times since then? Like, you have your mentors and your coaches, but what about you personally has changed? Oh my gosh. Uh, so much. I think one of the quotes that I heard and I, I can't remember for the life of me, I think it was Jim Rohn. You know, he talked about disciplining your disappointments hmm. and I never really got that. Mm-hmm. 
until I had a lot to be disappointed about. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to figure but, it out. But, <laughs> but then, you know, once you think, okay, right, like you said, there's always going to be these little, little things that come your way that you're like, oh, man, that's going to set me back, you know, like three steps forward, two steps back kind of thing. And just knowing that it's a journey, not about the destination and being conscious of, okay, why did that trigger me? Why did that disappoint me? And how can I be better in building my emotional intelligence around that? So studying my emotional intelligence and EQ, they call it, and understanding that there's so much more about me I need to unpack and to learn and to embrace these triggers. And again, that private detective hat comes off. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about psychoanalyzing yourself, but just really journaling and, and really figuring out, you know, it's people are always a mirror of us, right? So if someone mm. pisses me off, I'm, I got to look in the mirror and say, okay, so, so what am I doing wrong here? What, what about that situation or that person <laughs> is drawing that out? And how can I be better? I did not have that you know, really, really understood until maybe the last three or four years of my life. And that's, that's, well, stuck I'm with glad me. that I met you then after you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. Cause I think, I think, I think we met you. What it can't have been more than two or three years ago. Two, no. yeah. two years ago. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that though. When you're talking about <laughs> someone pissing you off and you have to look in the mirror because it reflects you, I have just thought of someone i'm like oh no i have to learn (laughs) oh that's huge oh my god yeah the 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 concept that you're you're not psychoanalyzing yourself because i see people do that all the time right they 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 dig in like so deep and it's like oh gosh you gotta you start gotta put some movement to that because you can't just uh technically technically learn you have to learn by doing you have to learn by failing you have to learn by succeeding all these things um, and EQ is a huge, huge one. We actually have uh, our last, you know, season of the of the podcast. Actually, we talked a whole couple episodes about yeah. EQ because it's such a big factor. Emotional intelligence is so important. Mm-hmm. So wow. Yes. Talk about leaving a legacy. That's that's one of the things that we're teaching our kids to and uh, unpacking that and teaching them that now. Um, so that they don't, hopefully, we don't know, right, for sure, what their future will bring them. But but as long as we can give them those tools more than just what they can read in their science class, um, mm-hmm. it is about showing them to really just sit with those feelings and emotions and, and just be curious. Just be curious. Yeah, one one thought that always kind of goes through my head is, you know, you, you want to teach so that you know you hear that age-old thing where it's like you can give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish like when we talk about legacies it's almost like we have to take it a step further and figure out how to teach somebody how to teach people how to fish because that's how a legacy is going to be passed on otherwise we might just make a bunch of fishermen the next generation and they get so busy fishing they never teach their kids to fish you know so um it's really really a great way to look at taking it taking it further right taking it further than just yourself thinking about how am i impacting my kids how am i impacting the people around me mm-hmm. can you give a couple other examples too because we've talked a lot and one thing that i love is you've been through the ups and the downs and even in the middle of everything that's going on right now you're not just investing in the people outside your family 
but you're actually teaching your kids how to how to weather oh, storms yeah. like this. Um, you're teaching them like entrepreneurship skills and different. I'll let you share, but would you share a little bit about that to our I'm listeners? Nerd out about this stuff. I want to learn. Well, and you guys are inspiring to us because we had never homeschooled before the pandemic. And we had actually just before the pandemic, we had uh, put our kids up in the lottery system for a charter homeschooling kind of hybrid program here in Southern California. And we we got accepted, which is exciting. And so part of that passion for doing that is because people are like, Lois, you guys, you have big businesses. Yes, your husband, you, you guys both work from home. You want to travel, laptop mm-hmm. lifestyles and all that kind of stuff. But do you have time to do that? I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course we do. Like, that's my passion is to carve out the time to invest in our future with our kids and teach them how to, you know, manage their finances. So we have them mm. starting their own homemade plum jam business. We got them a landing page where they got a bunch of leads. We've helped them. I'm kind of in charge of the sales and marketing department. So I help them make their, their first sales. And then we take the money and, and let them choose, you know, should we open up a bank account? They said, Oh no, let's, let's invest in crypto because that dad's, you know, working on that and doing pretty good. And so, you know, we're, we're giving them the power of choice and just getting them started on that journey and asking them, you know, maybe when do you want to have your first official business and they're 11 and seven right now and just giving them the understanding of you know that's the the freedom that we have is to create our futures save invest spend and and thankfully now they're they're getting more into the saving and investing but the first was spending of course but (laughs) we also have to let them kind of understand the differences and just kind of allow them to be and then say, you know what, let's look at it differently. Right, right. Instead of saying, you're wrong, that's wrong, we shouldn't do that. You know, again, help, some of the Help stuff them to come I to their own conclusions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Help them fail in a smaller sandbox. <laughs> in right? a safe sandbox to fail in. <laughs> yeah, like, safe Where it's very <laughs> controlled. I also love that you're giving them the power of choice, but you're not giving them the power of all the choices. You're like, (laughs) you're going to learn business through school. What type of business would you like to learn? What do you want your investments look like? And actually leading those questions. Because that's good. One thing with our kids is I'm like brainwashing them to know that they're going to own a business someday. Because one day my son, one of my sons asked about what kind of, he's like, what if I want to have this job? I'm like, that's great. What business can go along with it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I think this. And it's not because I expect like he has to do it this way, but I just always want him to have it in his mind. Multiple streams of income are possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Businesses have different advantages. You can create what you want and just helping lead them that direction so that they're not having to break down thinking as much later in life. Right. Yeah. Giving them an oh, expanded yeah. place to start from. That's good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, we, we aren't necessarily anti-college, but we are kind of telling them, you know, number one, if you go to college, you're paying for it for yourself. Okay. Um, but, and you don't have to go and maybe businesses and entrepreneurship might be your path and we're going to love you no matter what choice you make. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's amazing. That's good. Knowing that they're loved no matter what, even if they mess up is a big deal. That's that part of the support structure they're going to need going forward. Mm-hmm. So, well, with with all of our podcast episodes, we love to just like have a conversation about stuff, kind of get the juices flowing, and then like pack it all into like one really good question at the end. So, uh, are you ready, Lois? Here's here comes our 
number one question. Sweet. Bring what, it. What does the idea of building a legacy mean to you? Oh, you guys have such good questions. Uh, for me, in some respects, uh, I'm reminded of Jim Rohn. And, uh, you know, he, long before there was podcasting, right, him and all the greats, you know, um, uh, The Strangest Secret, uh, gosh, his name is escaping me, which is terrible. But, you know, they created audio and they created stories and they created inspiration and teaching and principles and philosophies that are going to stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. And that's part of their legacy and their children, something that their children and their children's children can all, I think, be proud of, you know, so for me, actually, that was part of why I wanted to start a podcast so that if something happens, and tomorrow I'm I'm gone, my voice still lives on and my message can still be carried on, whether it's by my children, or other people, you know, because a legacy for me goes way beyond my bloodline. Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, yes, you know, and being able to speak and pour into people beyond my time. That is an awesome, awesome answer. I love that. Like, I I just love, I love the, the expanding, you know, the expanding process that happens when we think legacy, right? Because uh, like you said, at first, a lot of people think about maybe their kids and all of a sudden it's like, no, it goes, it goes deep. It goes wide. It's legacy is something that can, is really this exponential thing impacting people and changing the world forever and so lois thank you so much for being here on the podcast we're not done quite yet because i want people to know where they can find you and learn more about what you do and uh yeah go ahead and let us know awesome well everyone can find my podcast just even going to loiskofi.com and reading up and soaking up but you can you can get my podcast episodes through there or join my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise um, public Facebook community where you'll connect with great people like Ted and Lisa, for example. Oh, yeah. um, and then, uh, you know, those those are probably the, the easiest ways to connect with me. Excellent. Yeah, and we'll have links uh, for that in the notes for the episode as well. Mm-hmm. And then, Lois, you had mentioned an offer, too, for our awesome listeners. Yes, indeed. So for our awesome listeners, and there's, I'm, I'm highly competitive, you know, having been an Ironman triathlete. So I'm going to reward the first five people who email me at Lois at LoisKofi.com. Again, that's in the show notes. So you guys can make sure you spell it right. The first five people that email me after hearing this at Lois at LoisKofi.com will get to attend my three hour roll up your sleeves, get down and dirty workshop on how to list build grow a massive list, get people off of Facebook, off of LinkedIn, and take that journey of starting to monetize your list, which I call your fortune, your database, your gold mine. Not everyone has really learned how to do that. And now it's 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 hugely important because of because of the pandemic and not seeing and networking face to face, belly to belly and exchanging business cards like we used to back in the old day. Um, so <laughs> a year ago. That- <laughs> 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 yeah. So first five and then after that, people will have to pay. But it's still a tremendous value. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. And you guys, again, and we mentioned this when we did our little short episode with her, but Lois has been so instrumental to us in helping us grow and us learn to network and us learn how to uh, list build and do all this stuff. That is a huge, huge deal. So definitely go and check her out and send, send her an email. Uh, again, all of those links are in the show notes. And uh, yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Lois, for being on. We are very, very, very thankful. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, stay tuned for the next episode where we talk with a successful full-time YouTuber about the challenges of building community in light of having a large audience. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this content and feel that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to go to iTunes, subscribe, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com.